0: It's still okay to say Happy New Year? Yeah, well, Happy New Year. Amen. We're in a new year. Praise God. Well, let us join hands, and we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, we just give you praise. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord God, for this awesome opportunity to just sit around your Word, to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say to us. We thank you, Lord God that uh, Holy Spirit is present to bring us clarity, understanding, and enlightenment of the word. Thank you, Lord God, for revelation knowledge. Thank you, Lord God, for our, our eyes being open, our hearts open to receive your word. Thank you, Lord God, that the light bulb comes on in some areas. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that we are blessed and highly favored of you. And we give you all the praise and the honor in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, Amen. Amen. praise God. Why don't you hug a couple of people? Amen. And as you know, we're talking about greater. We're expecting greater things because that's what God has said to us. Greater. We just need to get that on our minds and on our tongues. Greater. I'm expecting greater. Just look at somebody and say, My season of greater has arrived. Amen. Amen. And in actuality, sometimes I hesitate by calling it a season because, you know, seasons come and seasons go, but I think God wants us to remain with the attitude of greater, that we can do greater, and in expecting greater, you know, you have to, we talked about hope, and we've been talking about hope, and hope is a confident expectation of good, so you have to have something that you're reaching for. Your faith is reaching for this expectation of God, and what that expectation is, how it relates to you. God has an expectation and sometimes we have an expectation. And our expectation sometimes is not as big as what God's expectation is, which then does not require his assistance. So we want to have an expectation out there that requires God's aid and his assistance. That's the type of greater we're talking about. We're not talking about you doing more work We're not talking about, you understand, learning more scriptures. We're talking about actually seeing the performance of the scriptures in our lives. We're talking about greater. And and talking about greater, uh, in my mind, greater to me is being more conscious of the presence of the power of God. Just being conscious of the fact that the power of God lives on the inside of me. Being more conscious of the fact that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. So that that becomes always, all the time, what I look to to accomplish whatever it is I'm accomplishing, even if I think I can accomplish it. I wanna be conscious that the Holy Spirit is there to assist me and aid me in carrying out what it is that I want to do and how I want to do it. It's not for a special occasion, but it's for all occasion. Greater is for everything in our lives. It needs to apply to everything in our lives, Amen? amen? It should be the attitude of our soul, our attitude of our mind, our thinking, what we believe, How we see things, what we want to see manifest in our lives. We, the Bible tells us that we reign as kings in this life. And we don't reign just because we know it or reign because uh, someone told us, we reign because we are kings. Look at somebody say, You reign because you are a king. It's not because you know it, it's because you are. And that's the attitude that we're going to have to take if we're going to see greater. We're going to have to see ourselves as who we really are. Amen. Amen. Not just a title, but this is who I am. I am a king, and I do reign Amen. over every situation in my life. I wrote this down. Christ must possess our hearts, and, and we have to be so yielded to him that his victory His consciousness and his power possess our spirit and our mind. We got to be so yielded to God and so yielded to Christ that our hearts are yielded to his victory. Not our own, but his victory. You know, we talked about uh, the Bible says that we are prisoners of hope. Uh, That's what I say. We ought to be prisoners of hope because he said return back to your hope return back to your expectation and pastor brian is talking about even if you just have a small expectation hold on to that expectation make it bigger make it greater make it grander than what you possibly think you can do and i shared with you uh i guess it was last week i can't remember whenever i was standing up here about the fact that god told me he said i'm your capacity don't look at yourself and determine what you can do and what you can handle. Look at me and, de- and determine what you can do and what you can handle. I'm your capacity. So I'm going to keep reminding you of those things because those are the thoughts that God wants us to think so that we can do greater things, so we can do walk in the greater works because that's God's expectation. That's Jesus' expectation. He said, greater works than these shall you do because I go unto my Father. So he has an expectation of greater works and we've got to have that expect- expectation too. And for some, for some of us, um, you know, you hate to think about it, but there was a time when we was wild about God. Amen. Name it and claim it, grab it and grab it. I mean, they just thought we were just nuts because we was believing for everything everything. I believe for a, a parking space in the front of the parking lot. You all understand what I'm saying? I believe, I mean, just the simplest things because we were practicing. We was practicing, we were exercising our belief and God says, now you need to go back to that. Don't let that, don't let that slip away. Just be as fanatical as you were when you first heard the word. Be fanatical about it. Look at somebody say, be fanatical about it. <laughs> Amen. I don't know who wrote the song. Let's get crazy. Was it was it? I know he sings it. I just didn't know if he wrote it. He actually wrote it. Okay, let's get crazy up in here. Some of y'all ready to get crazy up in here for God? Okay. I know it's Wednesday. I know it's Wednesday, but God is still God on Wednesday after you got off work. God is still God. God still do God things. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm, listen, I'm telling you, we just get crazy as a Christian. Just go all out. Let them call you insane. It don't matter. As long as you're experiencing the will of God in your life, who cares what they call you? Unfortunately, it's going to be some Christians calling you those names, not just people who are not saved. They're going to be like, you know, you done gone too far. Then you know you right in the vein when they start saying, now you have just gone too far. You just come on. What? You just saying all kinds of crazy stuff. Say, yeah, I'm just crazy up in here. (laughs) Some of y'all too scared to see it, aren't you? (laughs) Let's keep it calm. Let's keep it calm. Listen the man who wanted jesus to heal him he was just screaming out you know jesus son of david they were like you need to be quiet he said oh no i need to be loud i need to be l- i have an expectation and i believe that if he could just hear my voice over the crowd i'm going to get what i came for so don't be telling me to get quiet i'm going to be loud <laughs> I got some loud people up in here. Yeah. I just need for y'all to just come go with me. <laughs> just come go with me. Yeah. Glory to God. We got to have the right attitude, the right mindset. think the word a long time ago, stop being sedity. Some of y'all like, what did she say? Well, whatever it is, you stop being that. But you know, they, they, they thought it was something wrong with those who followed Jesus because of what they expected and what they believed and where their hope was and they were willing to die for it and they weren't gonna change their minds concerning it. They could have escaped, some of them could have escaped, but they made a decision, I, I don't wanna escape. I'm, I'm wrapped up in this, I'm tied up in this. This is, this is the thing for me. Hallelujah glory to God. Let's look at Matthew. Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17, and I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. Matthew chapter 17. um, Matthew chapter 17, verse 14. This is after Jesus has been on the mountain of transfiguration. He's had this awesome experience. And it says, they came to where a large crowd had gathered to wait for Jesus. A man came and knelt before him and said, Lord, please show your tender mercy towards my son. He has a demon who afflicts him. He has epilepsy and he suffers horrible, excuse me, horribly from seizures. He often falls into the cooking fire or into the river. I brought him to your followers, but they weren't able to heal him. Jesus replied, where is your faith? Can't you see how wayward and wrong this generation is? How much longer do I stay with you and put up with your doubts? Bring your son to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon. He came out of him, and the boy was instantly healed. Later, the disciples came to him privately and asked, why couldn't we cast out the demon? He told them, it was because of your lack of faith. Now, other translations says little faith. Other, some translations say unbelief. But in bottom, the bottom line it is uh, it happened because you didn't believe it would happen. Pretty much that's what he's saying. It didn't happen because you didn't really believe it was going to happen. Because, listen, he'd already sent them out on missions, told them to heal the sick, you know, Declare peace where you go. So it wasn't like they hadn't seen it happen before, but something happened in this moment. And he tells them, he says, it happened because you didn't think it was going to happen. And so we cannot approach, approach the greater thinking it's not going to happen. Because truth of the matter is, is that a lot of Christians have a theory of Christianity, but they don't have any proof they have a theory that it works this way. And they don't tell us the theory of how Christianity works or how the Bible should work, but they don't have any experience. The thing of it is, is God actually gave us everything that we need to succeed in this life. And as I was thinking and meditating about that, um, you know, I, I like visual. God says, it's like I've given you everything. It's like a person who gives you Clothes. I'll give you some clothes, but the clothes are too big. And they say, you'll grow into them. I've given you clothing, you will have to grow into them. Well, this is the same thing that happens with us. We know how Christianity is supposed to work. Sometimes we think that it happens just, you know, like that. But there's some things you have to grow into. And so, if God is telling us we have everything we need, but we're not seeing something, that means that we need to grow a little bit more. That's why he talks about patience and experience. He tells us that, you know, uh, we read in the book of Romans, chapter 8, where he says that when we have an expectation, meaning that we're expecting it to happen, he says, how do we wait? He says, we wait with patience and composure. We keep it together because we know our expectation is going to happen, not that we think it might happen or we wished it would happen. Uh, Pastor Brian was telling us that, you know, hope has to have something, uh, uh, faith has to have something to reach out for. Well, you know, we need to, let see if I can word this right, we also have to have a reacher. Y'all understand? You have to have a reach. Before something can reach for, like, before I can reach for something, I got to have some hands, right? Before you can reach for something that you're expecting from God, you have to first have faith. The great thing about us and believers is we already have faith. We already. He's already given us faith. So we read on. It says, um, It was because of your lack of faith. I promise you, if you have faith inside of you no bigger than the size of a small mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move away from here and go over there and you will see it move. So Jesus is telling, people are thinking they need more of something when in actuality you have everything you need. So Jesus is, he's saying to them, it's because you didn't believe it. It wasn't that it couldn't happen for you. It could have happened, but you didn't believe it was going to happen. Now, I'm not going to get into why they thought it wasn't going to happen. And because, you know, you hear people saying the man was foaming at the mouth. He was doing all this. and scared the disciples. That's why. I don't know what was in their minds. All I know is they didn't believe it was going to happen because they had been doing it before. So perhaps they had to grow into something. Look at somebody and say, "You might have to grow into some things." <laughs> and that's why I was saying, when I first got born again and was introduced to faith, I was believing I was believing God for everything. It was like just small what we call small steps. And I guess it's almost like, well let me see if this worked. Oh man, it worked. Well, let me see if this worked. Oh, my goodness, it worked. And it wasn't until we got into it, it didn't happen immediately, like, well, maybe it don't work. Well, if it worked the other times, it's going to work this time also. Glory to God. Jesus compares faith to a small seed that grows into a large shrub is what he's doing. Faith will grow as it feeds on spiritual truth found in the Bible. It will become stronger as we feed on spiritual truths. What truths is God telling us? What is God saying about us? He says, first of all, when you become born again, I moved on the inside of you. I changed your nature. So now you have a new basis for fruit to develop. He said the Holy Spirit moved on the inside of you also. So the great power of God is living on the inside of you. Do you believe it? Or is it just a theory to you? Do you you believe that you have a new nature? Do you believe something happened to you foundationally from your spirit? Do you believe that your spirit man was renewed unto God and is now open to hear? Do you believe that? Or is that just a theory to you because somebody said it or you just read it? Or are you really thinking about it and meditating on it and thinking about, you know what? God really does live on the inside of me. The Holy Spirit really does live on the inside of me. I really do have a new foundation. I really do have a new nature living on the inside of me. I am not the same as I was before I told Jesus that I wanted him to come inside of me. I'm not the same. What does that mean, Holy Spirit? I'm not the same. I don't have to bear the fruit that I bore before because I have a new nature on the inside of me now. I believe that I'm new. Look at somebody and tell them, I believe that I'm new. You gotta believe that something happened, something marvelous, something great, something supernatural happened to you on the, t- on the day that you got born again. You have to believe that it was not a natural thing that took place. You have to believe you could have never done it on your own. You have to know that the great God who loves us made a decision to change our sorry, the foundation, change us the real us. The spirit man, us, he decided to change that part of us. So now, so now my nature, I have the nature of God on the inside of me. I've got to believe that when he said the Holy Spirit came to indwell me, the Holy Spirit actually did move on the inside of me. This is something I got to believe. If I don't believe this, then I can't believe for anything. Because I don't, I don't think that um, I qualify, or I don't think it'll happen for me. But yes, it will happen for you. Because now, guess what? You are a true son of God. You are a true member of the household of God. The Bible says that as Jesus is, so are we in this world. You know what? We like our big brother. The Holy Ghost indwelled him. He had the nature of God on the inside of him. Look at somebody and say, I'm like Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) It's like Jesus was the incarnate of God. What do you think we are? Because he was God himself living in a flesh body. So what do you think we are? We're the flesh body. Oh, what's living on the inside of us? Who's living on the inside of us? We incarnate too, aren't we? Y'all like, wait a minute. We only heard that concerning Jesus. But what made, what made Jesus incarnate? What made him an expression of who God is? was because of what was on the inside of him. It was because of who he was. You got the same thing. We, we, you, we have the same thing living on the inside. We have the same him living on the inside of us. That's why I'm saying you have to know who you are. See, Jesus knew who he was. He said, I'm, I'm the son of man, but I'm also the son of God. I am, I'm also God, you understand, but I'm also man. So I know exactly who I am. So I have confidence. I have expectation that I can do everything the father says. Why? Because he lives on the inside of me. Oh, we need to start with that foundation and start meditating on that. Start looking at ourselves in the morning. You know, you might have to look and say, ooh. I'm something else. I hadn't realized it all yet, but I'm something else. I hadn't filled those pants yet, but I'm something else. Because we are. Because we are. Not because we take on a title, but we are. Oh, my goodness. God, help us to see who we really are. We are like Jesus. Hallelujah, glory to God. He goes on to say, There is nothing you couldn't do. There is nothing you couldn't do. Another translation tells us, uh, Nothing will be beyond, be beyond your power. And if you read the Arabic, it says, Nothing is higher or stronger than you. That's what Jesus told him. Nothing is higher are stronger than you. Now, we have to start looking at the word of God as if it's talking to us personally, not like we're reading a book. It's not a story. It's the truth. And he says again, nothing is higher or stronger than you. He said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you could tell this mountain to move, he said, and you'll see it move. Because nothing is stronger or higher than you. I'm going to let that sink in. Nothing is stronger or higher than you. Not the natural you, but that changed you. Nothing, look at somebody say, nothing, nothing is, higher is higher or stronger, or stronger than you. you. I know that's, that, that's, that can be kind of, that can kind of shake you up a little bit because you feel like you got to live up to something, but you don't. You're already there. And you're already it. Right. (laughs) Interestingly enough, um, an example of that to me, of how it just looks kind of interesting, if I I was born to Emma and James Hunt, and they named me Deborah Hunt. And I went to someone and I said, could you pray with me that I can believe that I'm Deborah Hunt? You know we do stuff like that. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Could you just agree with me in prayer that I'm who I am? And that's what we, that's, that's what we do. That's right. You're already you whether you recognize you or not, you're already you. Yeah. Now someone would look at me like, are you, ki- I can't pray for you to believe that you you? What, what, exactly how am I supposed to articulate a prayer that tells you that you're you? Help me to believe, I'm gonna fast, I'm gonna pray, help me to believe, help me to believe that I'm me. My birth certificate says it. My parents called me that. Everybody else calls me that. But I'm sitting around doubting who I am. That's where we are sometimes. And then we tell people to agree with us in prayer sometimes because we don't believe that we are who we are. That's why identity is so important. That's why we have to identify with who the word of God says I am. You know, God calls you, you before the foundation of the world. It wasn't a side thought. Oh yeah, this is, I don't know. This is 1955. Ah, I think we should have never to be born. what do you think, Jesus? You think we should never be born? No. He decided before the foundation of the world who I was. And then he released me into the earth. You hear what I said? He released me into the earth to do some stuff. Oh. You know, the book of John says that he appointed us. So we have been appointed. (sighs) Oh. I guess this, this, is, this may be a, a, a lesson where we just sit and think. Sit and think. You know, we need to just, you know, get up in the morning, sit on the side of our bed and say, man, I'm like, Jesus, man, my nature is different. Man, the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of me. There's nothing stronger, nothing greater than me. That's what Jesus said to me. Mm. Just good stuff to me. To me, oh, God doesn't want us to give in, cave in, and quit because for some of those areas that we've been challenging, because all of us have, have, have trusted and believed God for some things and had expectation, and those things have shown up, and we, we rejoice in those things. And then there have been some things that have seemed to have been difficult. Well, God wants us to get over that difficulty, not accept it. And uh, what we, Pastor Brian said, he said, let disappointment be your director and your guide and determine what your future is. Don't ever let that be the thing that determines what you believe God for. And God is saying, you know, I need for you to look back at that again. Because I need for you to get over that. I need for you to get through that. I need for you to see the end result of that. And you know what happens when that that takes place? To me, it's like, uh, what is it, a matrix? It's like going through the matrix, the boundaries that held you up. They're no longer there because I broke through. Amen. Amen. I broke through on the thing that seemed like it was going to break through. I, I, With faith and composure, I kept saying the same thing. I went back to my... Uh, uh, my hope. I went back to my expectation of God to take care of this. I'm not going to settle with this. I'm not going to just say, you know, it's okay. I can survive without it. It's all right. That God didn't do it for me. He's done some other stuff for me. And then, you know, we just relax and give up and cave in. And God is saying, no, I need for you to break the matrix in your own life concerning this thing. I need for you to break the matrix because when you break the matrix, then you can go further than what you thought you could ever go before. Hallelujah. Getting past those boundaries. And see... And Jesus, even in talking about this and there's uh, there's nothing you couldn't do or nothing you can't do, he's talking about the fact that you get to do it not one time, but over and over and over again. That is the point of, of your overcoming or our overcoming. That's the point of us having expectation, having faith that, that this is going to happen. And then this thing happened because once you see it happen, Y'all understand? Once you see it happen, then he can do it again. Yeah. Yeah. So the, he's, he's, he's talking to us about moving a mountain, but it's not move a mountain and no more mountains. It's like move the mountain over and over and over and over and over again. It's repetition. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Let's look at Luke Luke chapter 1 Luke chapter 1 and verse 37 we'll look at this in the amplified this is the account where where Mary finds out that God wants her to have Jesus <laughs> To have a baby, and of course she goes through the uh you know how can this happen and I don't believe she said it because she was doubting that you know this is crazy, how in the world is this going to happen? No, she just wanted to know what the process was. so if we're going to do this, God, what's the process? you know that's that's the thing we probably need to not probably we ought to ask God when he tells us something, and it seems like uh, instead of thinking. I don't know if that's going to happen. We need to be saying, so what's the process? If we going to do this, what's the process? Y'all understand what I'm saying? When something impossible shows up, say, what's the process? Not I don't believe it can happen, but what's the process? So anyway, uh, verse 37. Uh, let's do verse 36. Um, it says, and listen, your relative Elizabeth is excuse me, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is now the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, he's telling Mary, for with God, he said everybody called her barren. Nobody thought she was going to be able to have a child. Nobody believed it. Not even her husband when he was told by an angel. See, sometimes we think if we see some... uh extraterrestrial being come and tell us something. God, if you just do this, then I would believe. An angel came. This is a man of God. He served in the temple. Angel shows up. He's scared. Angel tell him, be not afraid because don't be afraid of angelic beings. And Angel tells him, and then he's like, what? So don't think that you're going to be convinced of things just because you see something supernatural. We think that, God, if you just send me a burning bush. If I go out to this pool and I walk on water, then I know you're with me. God's like, no, you won't. No, you won't. You'll be happy about it for a few months and then you'll move on to something else. I'll... I let, you, <laughs> I let you walk on that water. You'll walk out there and you'll be so fascinated over that supernatural, spectacular thing that happened to you. And then the next day, I'll tell you what I want you to do is go apologize to that person you've been mad at for five years. You'll be like, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> Just saying. For those of you who keep looking for extraterrestrials and because then I'll believe, uh nah. <laughs> At any rate, he says, "For with God nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment." No word from God. No word. Look at somebody say, no word, no word. No word from God is impossible of fulfillment. Not one word. He said, my word will not return unto me void. It will accomplish. And when I thought about even that passage of Scripture, uh, y'all, I I like sci-fi movies. You know, I really was a Trekkie, and then they took Star Trek off, and all that other stuff just don't measure up to me. But anyways, every once in a while, I will watch, you know, uh, some movies. And... uh, I don't even know the name of this movie. Maybe it was those people, the galaxy something or another, where the guy was always listening to all this old music and whatever. But anyway. Guardians, Guardians. Guardians. Yeah, that. Anyways, <laughs> that. But on one, one of them I was watching, um, there was a guy who was kind of bad, good, but he would whistle, and this arrow would go and find its destination. I mean, it was it was swift, and it would just go through stuff, and it, I don't know, y'all, y'all know, the ones who watched it. Anyway, he would whistle, and this arrow would shoot out, and it would just, it would find its destination no matter what it had to go around, under, over. It would find its destination. That's the way I think about the Word of God. He said it will not return unless it hits its destination and accomplish whatever he said. So listen, The word has gone out concerning us. And no matter where you hide, no matter where you are, the word like this arrow is going to find you. And it's going to do the thing that God said it's going to do. That's how I see the word of God. And that's how we have to see it. The Word of God has gone out, and it's going to accomplish. It's going to do the very thing He said it's going to do. So I keep my expectations high. So although it had the arrow hadn't hit yet, oh, it's on its way. No matter what obstacle get in its way, the Word of God says it is going to accomplish what He said. Man, when I think about that, then I can wait with patience and composure. Because, you know, the guy didn't start running, trying to find it. He just waited for the arrow to return. Mm -mm -mm. I know I have some really interesting (laughs) examples, but I have to see things in my mind. And that's how I saw the word of God. The very thing that we may have given up on, thought was not going to happen. We need to keep saying the word. We need to keep repeating what God said concerning us. We need to keep saying what God told us. We need to hold it dear to our hearts because guess what? The word has gone out and it is going to accomplish. He said that it it shall, what did it say? For with God, nothing is ever impossible and no word from God shall be without power or impossible. No word is impo- no look as may say no word is impossible. I don't care what it looks like, what it feels like, what people say about it. This, this word that is from God. He said it is powerful. Yes. It is powerful. It is powerful. And it will accomplish. Yes. Hallelujah see that's the thing that builds our hope and our expectation that's what that's why you look into the word of God and you digest the word of God that's why we look at it for to build us up spiritually hallelujah, hallelujah. glory to God man I, I hope I say something oh, yeah. tonight to encourage you to go back and say oh it's going to accomplish not I got to accomplish, but the word of God is going to accomplish it, has gone forth out of heaven, yeah. Amen. hallelujah! Amen. Heavenly Father, we just give you praise, we give you honor, we thank you, Lord God. Mm. Oh, you love us so, so, so much that you would talk to us in the most simplest ways. You will talk to us in direct ways. Father God, I thank you so very, very much that your intentions for our lives will come to pass. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that we will not give up, cave in, nor quit. Oh, but I thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, that we just become bolder. We become more boisterous concerning who you are. We declare emphatically that you are our Lord and our God. We declare emphatically that the word of God is the truth. We declare emphatically that the word of God works for us. Hallelujah. And just like you don't change your word, Lord God, we won't change ours either. Help us, Lord God, not to accept the norm because you called us to live higher. I thank you, Lord God, that we will allow our spirit To converse with our minds (laughs) to make changes, necessary changes, Lord God, so that we will begin to have a greater expectation of who you are. A greater expectation, Lord God, hallelujah, Mm. that we may live out this word, not just say this word, God, but live out this word, that we will have a determination that the word will work in our lives. We don't have to make it work, but I thank you, Lord God, that we will release. Help us to release, Holy Spirit, any boundaries so we can break through the matrix, Lord God. And we just give you all the praise and the honor in the name of Jesus. Amen.